Welcome to Podcasts, recorded live at the Center for Spiritual Living in Portland, Oregon. We have many programs, classes, and workshops developed just for our online audience. To find out more, go to our website at cslportland.org and look under the Online tab. Our mission is to open hearts, ignite minds, and make a difference. If you'd like to support our center and its video podcast, you can donate online at cslportland.org slash donate. Allow us to become part of your extended spiritual community. Wherever you are on your spiritual journey, you are most welcome at the Center for Spiritual Living. So this, this title was kind of handed me. <laughs> it was not the sort of thing I would normally choose, but I think it's really cool because if we can get in touch with where our passion lies, all kinds of things happen. And if we can feel that within us as we are moving through life, we get to have that kind of experience we just got to witness, right? <laughs> just marvelous, marvelous stuff. I had an interesting experience. I was uh, on the road this last week, and the vehicle that I was in needed some attention. And I pulled into a little town, and someone showed me where the auto repair place was. And there were three really wonderful guys working at the auto repair place. And I had called ahead, and they said I could come in, and they'd do what I needed to do. And, and they all three come out, and they're looking at it, and they're figuring out what needs to be done. And finally, the youngest one is the one who gets assigned the task. And, and I looked at him, and I said, doesn't it feel wonderful to be able to do what you really enjoy doing for your work? And he says, Yes, I have a passion for this. <laughs> that was two days ago. <laughs> I went, ah, the universe is helping me here. <laughs> yeah, you know, once we discover where our gifts lie, once we discover what flows with us, once we discover what is truly what, you know, I use the three E's, it's effortless. It doesn't take any effort at all to get into it, right? And it's enjoyable while we're doing it. And when we're done, we are energized. That's when we know that we're in the flow of who and what we truly are. Yes? yes. Now, one of the, the great joys I've had has been to be able to take some of the essays from some of the great new thought philosophers of the last 100, 200 years. And one of them was Ralph Waldo Emerson. And in fact, he was kind of the first one in America to do this. And in one of his essays that's called Spiritual Laws, he, he says, to be virtuous, to manifest good in our lives, is to act in accordance with the nature of things. And the nature of things is such that the good, the virtuous, always prevails. Goodness is the ultimate authenticity. It's a perpetual substitution of true being for seeming. Wow. So if I am going into my unauthentic seeming self, <laughs> I'm not in the spirit. I'm not in the good. I'm not being in harmony with natural laws. So how can I know 
Well, I can know because it's not effortless, it's not enjoyable, and it's definitely not energizing, right? When I am in that seeming place that isn't authentically who I am. So how do we begin to identify that? It helps to use these three E's because in any given moment, that which is effortless is probably mine to do. It might be cleaning the toilet. It might not be. <laughs> it might be sitting down and writing or doing whatever is right there. You know, or one of the things I have to tell you is I don't own a to-do list because I have learned that I get clues. What is mine to do next? Yeah? And I learned a long time ago in relation to what Emerson just said, it tells us that if I'm in my, oh, I got to get this done, I'm actually not in my authentic self. If, in fact, I call the five toxic words, some of you have heard this before, should, ought, must, gotta, and have to. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Right? If it's mine to do, none of those apply. And if I'm in one of those, I'm literally being self-destructive. I am not being honoring of self. I am not living in a way that is healthy for me or any other being. I am not letting spirit run my life. Right? So how do I know when spirit's running my life? It's effortless. I'm in the flow of it. You know that place, that flow. Everything's unfolding, right? And what's really cool about that flow space is when we're in love, we're feeling it. You know, you've all been in love, right? And everything flows. Everything is right there, the, the right parking place, right? <laughs> all those things are just, they all just unfold, and it's beautiful, and there is nothing out there that can cause any distress. <sighs> when we're in love, in the flow, we are our authentic selves. We are what Emerson is calling following nature's laws. Isn't that interesting? Because it's kind of contrary to what we were taught in school, right? Nature's laws, right? Yeah, nope. <laughs> and isn't that interesting? He wrote that almost 100 years ago. That was in one of his 1840s essays. Fascinating, 200 years ago. I said 100, 200, almost 200 years ago. One of the things I've learned, by the way, is if you studied Emerson in school, you were taught wrong. Yeah. <laughs> almost inevitably, because nobody understood him, and he did that intentionally. There's a, a place in there where he says, you know, it must be, must be published yet unpublished. <laughs> because only some people can hear, right? So I got this opportunity to really go in and tear it apart and go, oh, that's what he was saying. And this thing that he was saying over and over and over again in self-reliance, in spiritual laws, in compensation, in all of these essays, he's saying, be authentically who you truly are. Ah, and allow that spirit self to be your guide. Now, one of the ways that we can do that is the three E's. It's effortless, it's enjoyable, and I'm energized as I do it. By the way, that was 
from a survey of entrepreneurs in Silicon Valley in the 80s that we learned those three E's. But quite apart from that, <laughs> the, another way to know that it is spirit that is guiding me in this is there is something going on in the body. You can kind of feel it. If you're feeling pulled into it in the body, those of you who are kinesthetic, you can go along with this. You feel kind of pulled into it. Or if you feel kind of a, uh, I'm not sure about that, right? That I'm not sure about that is usually not spirit, <laughs> right? So if you're feeling like it's just being pulling you into it, it's the clear next step. Then you're moving into that flow, right? That place where there is nothing in your way, nothing blocking, nothing that could in any way prevent this in loveness from unfolding. Ah, yes. And then there's another way. And this one is in the book, The Celestine Prophecy, which I did refer to a while back. And it's where you see your next step glowing in front of you. So you have all these options, and something is glowing. That's the clue. Go toward the glow. So when I have, when it's time for me to sit down and do my spiritual study, I've got my bookshelf, shelves of spiritual books. <laughs> and one of them usually glows. And about uh, 20 years ago, actually, one particular book glowed on my shelf. And I pulled it off. And it was Emma Curtis Hopkins' Scientific Christian Mental Practice. And I opened it random, and my eyes landed on, if a business affair or proposition has not happened on the third time, it's because you have been thinking. <laughs> and I went, oh my goodness, because the house that I had been trying to sell had not gone through the third time that day before. And I went, here's a book that is telling me what I've been thinking. That is cool. And that was what launched my study of Emma Curtis Hopkins. Because the idea that there was a direct relationship between what appeared to be happening to me and what I was thinking and feeling had not yet become really real to me. And that she understood that when things are not unfolding as we expected them to, it's because there is some way in which we are not being our authentic self. And our authentic self would never, in this case, in that particular lesson, be deceived by the appearances or think that anyone else would be deceiving us. Spirit doesn't think in those terms. Therefore, if I'm being my authentic self, I wouldn't think in those terms. So I needed to learn, and this was a little tough for me because I grew up in a family with a top secret clearance and then I married into the Navy with another top secret clearance and I'm going, I know they're deceiving us. <laughs> 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 and I had to not know it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> in order for whatever I was experiencing to flow. I had to be in that loving place. And you know when you're in love with someone, you know that you only see the good. There is only the good. 
There is only the beauty. There is only the power. There is only the potential. There is only the love. There is only the light. And that's what it is to be in a passionate, loving relationship. And we're being invited having practice with maybe one or two people in our life, or maybe a hobby, or maybe a, a particular form of task, like working on cars, um, <laughs> we're given that opportunity to take that experience and expand it. Expand it beyond the one. Expand it to our full family, our full community, our whole world, the all that is is inviting us to be in love with it passionately ah, so that we can live in the flow and everything can be effortless, enjoyable, and energizing always in every way, transcending space and time. That's the invitation. And that is what the Buddhists and the Hindus call dharma. We are being invited into that experience. That is our fulfillment. It's what the Course in Miracles calls salvation. It's that interpretation of that word. To be able to live in that way where everything is the love we are giving out reflected back to us. And that flow of being where there is no obstacle, there are no hurdles, there is no door that is not open. Because we are guided, we feel that pull, or we see that light, or we hear the small voice you referred to earlier. You know, something, there is always a clue. And if you can't see it, feel it, or hear it, sense, does this look effortless? If it's effortless in this moment, if it is energizing, if it is enjoyable, ah, it is the next step. All right, now what? Ah, it is the next step, right? Uh, where am I going next? Okay, it's the next step, right? Yeah. As we get to experience and allow I allow, right? I love that chant. Yeah, I accept and I allow those clues to be where I go. Rather than the five toxic words, should, ought, must, gotta, have to. You know, <laughs> get thee behind me. <laughs> that, that is the direction of distress. <laughs> This, the flow, the ease, the joy, and ultimately the peace, and the satisfaction, and the delight. Ooh. <laughs> yes, that's what we're being invited to do. Now, the other piece that Ralph Waldo Emerson was really, really big on was not paying attention to anyone else. And in fact, on, in the little packet of material that the CSL folks sent me to help me prepare for today, it says, overheating the opinions of others is a definite squelcher. Of <laughs> Isn't that a great line? <laughs> right. 
It really doesn't matter what they think. I don't have to have their approval. Because when I'm in the flow, I'm in the love, and all I'm getting is love. It doesn't matter what they think. I'm only going to get the love. Does that? Can you get that? It's not that I'm saying, I don't care what you think. I'm going to do it anyway. No. <laughs> no. That's resistance. And we all know resistance leads to persistence. It'll stay. If I'm resisting, it will persist, right? Ah, no. It's I'm moving. I'm feeling, I'm feeling that flow, and that flow is taking me over here, and, and I know I'm just going to get more love because that's all there is, is the love and the good and the appreciation and the acceptance and the allowing. Oh, the freedom of allowing. Oh. That means I can't control anyone else either. <laughs> I can't lay my shoulds and oughts on other folks. Because, well, if I love them, they're only going to be able to pick up on the stuff that they know inside them, right? I allow rather than insist. And we're all free in that place of being, choosing the joy, living from that place of being in love all the time. <sighs> and in that place, something begins to unfold that is saying, you know, you are part of something that is a creative process. To be who you are is to create, because that is what the divinity is. Thomas Strawberry calls the God the creative process. Yes? The divine is the creative process in the individual when we allow it to be that. So there's something calling me in that effortless, enjoyable, energizing movement to be creating something. And it isn't necessarily material. And in fact, The Course in Miracles says it isn't material, that if you're making it in the material, it's an illusion. It's not real. Oh, my goodness. All right, so how can I, how am I being creative? What is it that is actually happening? Ah, well, there is a unique spark in each of us. The Apostle Paul tells Timothy, we each have a divine gift, right? That is our unique expression in the world. Well, if I'm doing the shoulds, oughts, I'm not doing my unique expression, am I? And if I'm paying attention to others' opinions, I'm not doing my unique expression. So the only way I can do my unique expression is, ah, yes. Oh, the next step. Yeah, that's me. Oh, yeah, that's more joy. Oh, look what's happening around me. Isn't that cool? Oh, my, these words are flowing through me. Spirit is making this song happen. Ooh, I love it. <laughs> right? Yes. And these experiences unfold around us, and people around us experience more and more of the love and the life and the well-being that we are simply because we are following our dharma, 
our passion, our life, what Emerson calls nature's laws. This is how the universe is built. This is who and what we are. This is why places like this exist. And this is why I'm so very glad to be able to share these with you. Thank you very much. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you happen to be in the Portland, Oregon area, we'd love to have you visit in person. The Portland Center for Spiritual Living is located at 6211 Northeast Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. Our inspirational service is at 11 a.m. every Sunday. We also have many programs, classes, and workshops developed just for our online audience. To find out more, go to our website at cslportland.org and look under the online tab. We have a variety of content dedicated specifically for our podcast listeners. Our mission is to open hearts, ignite minds, and make a difference. If you'd like to support our center and its podcasts, you can donate online at cslportland.org donate. Our website is also the place to learn more about what's going on at the center or to contact us. Allow us to become part of your extended spiritual community. Wherever you are in your spiritual journey, you are most welcome at the Center for Spiritual Living.